Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Now, you're listening to Lunchtime Live here at News Talk. Now, last month, we heard about how law enforcement is cracking down on illegal TV streaming networks, so called dodgy boxes or um, cracked. Um, USB keys that go into the back of your television. They have software on them that will stream everything your heart's desire. Well, today in the papers, we saw of a case of a Dublin man who sold Android boxes, allowing cheap access to thousands of TV channels, being sentenced to 240 hours of community service. Now, while illegal here, so-called dodgy boxes are extraordinarily common. I would imagine, uh, listening to me right now, a very large percentage of you have these dodgy boxes for streaming your sports, your movies and everything else at very, very uh, small prices. And we want to find out from you, it's the old argument that you wouldn't walk into a shop and uh, steal something. Well, the majority of you wouldn't. So why do we seem to think it's okay to rob movies, to rob uh, subscription sports? Because that's what we're doing. I'd love to hear from you on this. If you're somebody who has one of these boxes, what's your justification for it? Because, as I said, they are illegal. It is illegal to uh, stream any one of these services, Sky Sports or BT Sports or movies or uh, whatever the case may be, for free. Because that's essentially what it is. It's free. You may have paid the person from whom you got um, your fire stick, but it's still illegal. I'm joined on the line by uh, Eddie uh, Leviton, uh, joins me from FACT, which is the Federation Against Copyright Theft, who are regarded as the leaders in intellectual property protection. Eddie, good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Live. Good afternoon, Adrian. Thanks for having me on. Eddie, tell me about these, and I, I, I use the word dodgy boxes because that's how they're most commonly uh, referred. They're not all boxes. Some of them are as simple as a fire stick with a bit of software added to it. So how big an issue is this here in Ireland? Well, it, it's very hard to put a measure on anything that's illegal, like, you know, illegal activity of any kind. But we know it's a significant problem in Ireland. And we believe that actually levels in Ireland are higher than that of the UK and many other European countries. Um, so that's a kind of just from some of the research that we've done. Um, I think also when you talk about them as being dodgy boxes, it, it, it can sounds a bit like the kind of cheeky chappy, doesn't it? It's a bit like, um, you know, only fools and horses. It's something you can get away with and you, you're, you're getting a, you know, you're pulling one, um, getting a fast one over on somebody or, you know, it's a, a bit of trickery when actually it is, it is illegal activity. It is criminal. And there are organized criminal gangs um, who are involved in the importation and the supply and the procurement of the services. So you're giving money to criminals and you're funding criminal activity as well as committing a, a criminal offence yourself in watching them. Now, I was mentioning, and I, I would probably agree with you, certainly anecdotally, um, I know of an awful lot of people who uh, have these so-called dodgy boxes. In fact, I would know more people that have them than don't have them. So I would imagine it is a very significant problem uh, in Ireland. But nobody seems to see it as illegal. Why do you think that is? Is that a failure to get that message out there? Um. Yes, I think the problem you have with any kind of digital content, whether that's music or films or TV or books or video games that are delivered um, without having a physical product in front of you, is that people have a 
perceived value of, of zero for that product. They don't understand what's gone into the making of that TV program, you know, the hours that have gone into making it, the jobs that are involved and the value to the economy. And I think one of the interesting things about Ireland is, you know, Ireland's become a, you know, a, a hub for TV and certainly for filmmaking as well, has a thriving music economy and traditionally has been a home for, you know, artistic endeavor that has gone worldwide. And I don't need to name the the artists and the actors and the filmmakers that have, have become famous that who have, who originate from Ireland. And that value then, you know, pumps back into the Irish economy and generates other jobs as well. So, you know, in order to be, you know, the, in order to be seen as a, as, a, as a successful player in the world's creative industries, it's important for people to understand that they need to contribute towards that and, and make sure that new programmes, new films can get made. Obviously, one of the reasons that people uh, go for these dodgy boxes uh, is because they're so much cheaper than subscription services, than paying Sky for Sky Sports and BT Sports and movies and all of that. If you uh, pay for all of those services, your bill will be fairly hefty. How do we get that message across that even though uh, you're getting them for free, they are illegal and uh, you're actually potentially harming people's uh, employment. Yeah, well, the other point to make is actually that, you know, these are quite risky endeavours. So um, there was some research in here last year by Dynator um, that shows that half of people who'd illegally streamed said they know someone has been a victim of scams, ID theft, fraud or data loss. Um, we also know that over that of 50 services that were um, tested out um, recently, all of them carried malware, um, viruses or potential scams on them as well. And you risk, particularly identity theft is becoming an increasing problem as well. So you're giving your, your personal details and you're opening yourselves up to, um, to, to risks that not just for yourselves, but your family or anyone who's accessing those services. So, that, you know, there's a message there about the harm um, to industry and the harm to jobs, but there's also the harm that you can be bringing upon yourself as well. Okay, so uh, do me a favour, Eddie, and stay on the line there for one second, because I just want to bring in uh, Sean for uh, a quick comment. Sean joins me on the line. Sean, why, why did you get in touch? Yeah, uh, we use dodgy box at home. Uh, no qualms about using it. I know it's against the law, but... It's, it's a hell of a lot of money a year compared to what Sky would be charging. Or, you know, and if you if you do want to watch the football, you know, you have to have three or four subscriptions, and then you've got all the pay per views. So basically, you know, for a hundred quid a year, you can have as much channels as you want. And then, you know, until Sky or whoever reduce their costs, these things are going to become even more popular. There's more and more people. Everybody I know is using them. So, you know, it's going to take a hell of a lot to clamp down on them, and a lot of people. Would have to be prosecuted, so um, I don't see that that's ever going to happen. And John, um, do you think that if streaming services reduce their prices, if Sky and Netflix and all of the other uh, providers reduce their prices, that you would you would consider ditching the dodgy box? Um, it probably would, you know, but it would need to be. They'd need to match what these fellas are doing. That's the only way they're going to stop it. You know, like how many people in Ireland? Um, potentially have a dodgy box at the moment. You know, there must be hundreds of thousands at this stage. So, you know, they're losing that revenue. And, you know, even with pay-per-view, they're going to be losing because you can get you can get the pay-per-view release as well. You know, charging 20 or 30 quid for uh, to watch a box of matches is outlandish, you know. So, uh, 
want him to do reduce them. It's uh, it's just going to continue. All right, um, Eddie. Let me throw all those points to uh, to you. He's basically this is all to do with price again. That uh, the streaming services, the subscription services, uh, when you add them all together, it's a, a, an extraordinary price, and that's what this all comes down to. That's why he has his dodgy box. Well, I suppose yeah, using the word extraordinary is interesting. I suppose. I'm not going to get into the, the, the debate about pricing because ultimately there are some people who never want to pay for anything. And we've done research that says, you know, some people just want to get everything for free. And these are people who would probably go and steal from a shop or steal from someone else as well. Um, uh, Mind you, I, I would argue actual, that the majority of people uh, who have those dodgy boxes wouldn't steal from anybody. Well, they are stealing. So by doing this, they are stealing. So they are, they are, they are they are stealing. So they say they wouldn't steal, but they are stealing. I suppose I'd ask Sean if if um, if you got a visit from um, somebody because we knew that you were a subscriber to one of those services and we'd identified you and um, we turned up on your doorstep and you were identified and you were presented with a um, a notice that um, that that stated that. Um, would you, you know, that that would be something we would have got a subscriber list potentially from from one of these services, um, and we've done that in the UK. So we, we we've done some action recently where people who are subscribed to one of these illegal services, the service was taken down, and there was criminal action um, being taken against them. And we, from that action, we were able to get the subscriber list. So those details were made available, and we shared those that that information got shared with the police, who then sent out notices. Um, so, so what so you're saying is there's a very real possibility that at some time in the future, if you have one of these dodgy boxes, you could get a knock on your door. Uh, you have one of those. Uh, it's illegal. We're going to charge you. It could happen. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that the, the, the bigger message here is really there's two things. One is one is, you know, it is theft. And, and I think we've all accepted that it's theft. It, it, and it I, I, I don't know if everybody has accepted comic. that it's theft, though. That's the problem, I think, in in terms of the uh, the messaging. Well, it is. It, it is. So, but, but, you know, the, 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 yes, the, the messaging um, we the messaging we put out is very clear. Um, this is criminal. Yeah, this is criminal activity that is taking place. In subscribing to these services, you're contributing to the criminal economy. You're giving money to criminals. Um, that then has an impact, actually, because those criminals aren't paying taxes. They aren't paying uh, VAT. They aren't paying contributing to the legitimate economy, which has a knock-on effect in terms of um, taxation and other forms of uh, ways that, that government get, the government can fund um, social services and the health service and, and other forms of activity that they get involved in as well. Um, and then there's the risk and the harm to the creative economy. I, 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 we do talks at schools and we talk to school students and university students, and so many of them now want to get jobs in the creative industries and want to get involved in that. And um, those opportunities won't exist if there isn't an opportunity to be able to fund the next round of TV programs and films and music and because if everyone is stealing it. So I think that's, that, that's an interesting message. And, and the way that the world is changing as well, you know, the creative industries are, are the growth areas for, for many economies. Um, as jobs and uh, economies change and move away from um, from the more traditional employment, so you know it's worth talk- worth thinking about that as well. Okay, so um, you're arguing that this is not a victimless crime? No, it's absolutely not. No, because you're not. You're you know the the way that programs, TV programs, and films and 
and other forms of content get get funded is by through um you know people being able to make money from from the other programs that are made so that becomes a rolling cycle and if people feel that you know if you're if you're wanting to invest in in new content you're going to look at the risk profile and think well am i going to make money from that content and am i therefore going to invest in it and then less gets made and you know that 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 could be an unfortunate effect of um of of piracy if it prevails to to some of the levels that you're you're seek you're looking at as well um let me, you know, let me let me let me just read there are many many arguments for this. Okay, let me just read a couple of messages uh, before uh, I let you go, Eddie. Um, copying music from radio onto tapes was also illegal, but nobody saw any harm in it. Uh, most drivers don't see any harm in exceeding speed limits. Uh, again, illegal. Most people uh, try and dodge taxes. All are seen as victimless crimes, uh, says uh, Chris. And that's um, the point that I was making to you, but it's, it's not a victimless crime. Uh, the reason why in Ireland people are going for these dodgy boxes is price in Ireland compared to England and Europe um, the same with the price of the uh, internet and mobile and uh, one more message you could argue the only people getting robbed is the people who pay full price for sports and movies they're uh, ripping us off and again I know uh, you know your job uh, in the Federation Against Copyright Theft is not to regulate the price that Sky or anybody else might uh, be charging but it seems to consistently come back to that one thing price I, I think that people are using that often as an excuse to justify their their, their, their criminal behaviour. Um, uh, but essentially, you know, let, let's go back to the facts here. You know, the, the people who are offering and selling these these are doing it for criminal profit. They're not doing it because they've got any interest in in the creative industries or in content or they want to do anything um, to support those. They're doing it to make money from an illegal activity and. You know, they may have, they may also be involved. You know, we we also know that people involved in these kinds of activities are often involved in other forms of illegal activity as well. Um, you're putting yourself at risk of malware, viruses, and identity theft, and we've got the evidence to be able to show that as well. And essentially, also, you know, you know, there's an element of of doing the right thing. You know, the person who just phoned up and said, "I break the speed limit," I um, I I, I I'll nick things, I'll do other things. Well. They're they're admitting to criminal behaviour of another kind as well. Mm. So, you know, the, it, it's very hard to um, to change people's behaviour. It, it, it strikes they're, me they're involved it, in criminal activity on a regular basis. That okay, it, stri- it strikes me that you're criminal. you're fighting an uphill battle here in terms of uh, public perception of of uh, these uh, dodgy boxes. I mentioned earlier on that uh, last month here in Ireland uh, we heard about how law enforcement is cracking down on illegal TV streaming networks. Um, is that aimed at, at targeting the people who are actually doing the streaming, as opposed to people who have the boxes? And um, we 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 uh, engage in a number of different um, efforts, um, and, and we've done some more work in Ireland recently as well. So, we, the, you know, we put out very clear messaging to consumers, which says, "Don't put yourself at risk here. Don't contribute to the criminal to criminal activity." Um, to people who are involved in selling and distributing and, and providing the access to these services, they risk um, criminal prosecution um, and they risk action. Um, and uh, we, you know, we, we, we have there are two people in the UK who have been um, given criminal convictions for watching um, illegal streams. Okay, so uh, it, it, it can so and, are, it and can may happen. Be, it, it, 
could it could it could happen absolutely as well. So you know, um, but you know, we'll continue. You know, we've been around for forty years. We've seen the evolution of um, of, of piracy from VHS cassettes, and I'm old enough to remember those, through to DVD, through to um, okay. So the, so the well. fight so, the fight against piracy continues basically. Absolutely, absolutely, and and you know we know we have to keep doing more to 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 inform consumers and make them aware of the risks, um, and we know also that we um, we have to keep clamping down on the people who are selling and distributing those, and and I think you know if they feel they're at risk of um, of criminal prosecution, um, then you know we know that some of them will give up doing it. Eddie Leviton uh, from the Federation Against Copyright Theft. Thank you very much indeed for talking to us on uh, News Talk. We really appreciate your call. Uh, Just one uh, more message before uh, the break. If dodgy boxes are illegal, how come you can buy fire sticks and USB sticks from reputable stores? Surely they would not be allowed to uh, sell them if they are illegal. Now, just to clarify, uh, say, for example, a fire stick. If you buy a fire stick from a uh, store, it comes prepackaged with uh, BBC iPlayer and uh, Netflix and whatever. Uh, all perfectly legal. But... What then happens is the uh, provider of that service takes that fire stick and installs apps onto it to enable you to stream illegally. So the fire stick is sold perfectly legally without anything on it. And then they uh, basically crack the fire stick and add this software uh, onto it. That's how it works. So it's not illegal uh, to sell fire sticks. Uh, they are perfectly uh, legal when you buy them in a store. It's what happens after they leave the store is uh, what the issue is. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. And now let's go back to our conversation about these so-called uh, dodgy boxes and how um, a huge percentage of people here in Ireland seem to have them, don't seem to have any sort of a conscience about the fact that they're illegal, that it is theft. You've heard all of the uh, reasons against them by the Federation for Copyright uh, Theft. Brendan um, joins us on the line. Brendan, you don't think dodgy boxes are necessary. What do you mean by that? Yeah, well, hi, Adrian. How are hi, you? Brendan. How are you? Um, I suppose for, for two reasons. One is that there are so many free services out there. Then you've got Fairview, the RTE player, all four. Then with your dish, you've got free sat, free to air. There's so much, like, I don't know where people would get time to even watch, to go through the trouble of getting dodgy buckets to watch more. It's just, okay, well, one so of the reasons, and, and, and I'm not in any way uh, promoting their use, however, one of the reasons uh, that people get them is for sports, sports that you would have to pay subscription services for. That would be uh, uh, one of the main reasons that people are using them. Yeah, right. Well, no, I'm, I'm not that into sports. I wouldn't be paying for sports channels, so maybe I get that point. There are a few, there's plenty of sports on, on the free services, but obviously people want maybe special events. And look, what can you say about that? really they should pay for them but, but but I think one way to get to get not to get around it but to minimise the financial damage I suppose is to take out subscriptions for say a period and then give it up for a while then go back and do another month or and lots of those companies offer free trials where you can watch all the stuff you want to watch and then give you know give up the subscription for a while and then go back on it you can at least reduce the cost to something more more manageable Um. so you wouldn't have time for, and I agree with you. There is an awful lot that is available 
free to wear that you don't have to pay uh, a penny for. You can um, get Serview. You can get a satellite dish with uh, free view from the UK. Gives you all the free channels from Britain. Um, so, the, but the, one of the reasons that people are going for these dodgy boxes is the subscription services, which can be uh, quite expensive. Uh, stay on the line there for one second. Richard Waters is a uh, film director, and he joins us on the line. Um, Richard, these dodgy boxes have to be having an impact on your industry, are they? Yeah, they definitely are. Um, I mean, all we've seen in the last few years is uh, budgets for everything getting smaller and smaller and smaller, um, be it across uh, film or TV as well, which I also work in. Um, and I can understand that uh, from the outside, maybe it looks like the you know it's a big industry, that there's a lot of money going around, but unfortunately that's just not the case. Ireland is a very small country in terms of an audience, I mean, um, we're probably what somewhere four to six million at the most. Uh, when you compare that to the UK or the US, you know we just don't have that kind of money. The budget's never been there. As a result, you know everyone who's working in the industry is, you know, working for rates that compared to other countries are considerably lower, um, and working with timeframes that are considerably tighter. And when people do things like you know going for the dodgy boxes, um, it just it just shows the people who are putting the money into these things, like the advertisers and the BAI and all that. That's it's just there's no real return from them there if you know they're not getting the audiences to see these things. So it, it does have a direct impact. Oh, definitely. Like you can just see that again. Our market here, it's because it's so small. You know, uh, everything you do in Ireland is just really uh, d- dictated by um, you know again by the budget, and the budgets are always getting smaller and smaller. Um, the timeframes for things again, like I say, are getting tighter and tighter, and it's. It is purely down to, it's just the pure numbers of it, you know, um, over the last few years uh, when streaming all came in, you start seeing a lot, an awful lot of people drop off from the live TV if you ever saw uh, the ratings, you know, I mean, the ratings of, say, 15 years ago versus the ratings of today on mm. TV, you know, what's considered a good rating today would have been a shambles of a rating 15 years ago. But I mean, that's obviously, that's part of technology, it changes and the viewership is out there, it's just gone to different places and um, like you were saying there a moment ago, you know, smart TV apps and things like that, um, you know, they do have ads on them. They are a very viable way to watch things, you know, when you see these the, the players online and stuff like that, you know, they are, I mean, they're basically as good as using TV, but it's just when people sort of circumvent that, when they go and uh, take these programs out or when they, you know, get these subscriptions or these boxes without paying for subscriptions, it just shows that the people who are financing all these things that there's no there's no way to recoup that money, you know, so why would they put as much in? And you see it, it just, you know, it, it not only does it harm, you know, in terms of the actual, you know, the pay the people here working get, it also hurts innovation. You know, people aren't going to take risks and do something a bit more interesting or something a bit more chancy if there's not that chance of, the, you know, a return coming from it. You see, I, I understand absolutely everything you're saying. I'm sure our listeners can uh, get their head around everything you're saying, uh, but they still see using these dodgy boxes to stream movies, to stream sports, to stream uh, channels from all over the world. They see it as a victim, a victimless crime and uh, don't even let it get into their conscience. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's very understandable, you know, that people would see it like that. And again, I think the optics of it is that people who work in media are earning a lot of money and doing very well. But I mean, the vast majority of people are earning a very normal or average income, um, you know, kind of like everyone else. Just, you know, we're all hit by cost of living like everyone else is. I mean, we, you know, people who work in it are just everyday people uh, for the most part. 
Um, and you know when again when these budgets go down, the timeframes go down, or the amount of shows that are being made go down, it just makes it harder for um, you know for everyone in the industry. Or, uh, you know, just so how, how how do you get that message across? And this is what I was saying a couple of minutes ago to the guy from the Federation Against Copyright Theft. I don't think there is enough messaging out there to tell people um, in black and white this is what you're doing, this is the impact of it, and please stop basically. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, and again, you know, people can you can be understanding of why people are doing it. And I mean, about a couple of years ago, when Netflix came on the scene, I mean, that really changed an awful lot of things when streaming came in. But um, you know, at the but now we've seen that everyone's trying to get a piece of that pie. So we've just kind of got the exact same problem we had years ago, where the costs were so high for people to get entertainment. But I mean, the thing is, you know, people don't necessarily have you know they it's they're not entitled to this entertainment. Uh, you know, if it's a, something that you're supposed to be paying for. But at the same time, you know, it, it should be kept accessible. I mean, there's certainly places, there's certainly action that needs to be taken in other places to try and make sure things are accessible or, you know, if it's packages that are out there to try and help people be able to afford these things. But, you know, people, there has to be, people have to remember that there are, you know, there's entire industries behind the content that people see and the more people who go for these dodgy boxes, the less people who can, the, the, the less money, the less people who can make these things, mm. the worse the content's going to be and the harder it's going to be. And it's, it's just going to affect everyone at the end of the and day. And ultimately, so ultimately, in the long run, will affect the quality even of what's uh, being uh, produced because, because the money isn't there. All right, thanks very much indeed, Richard. Dan uh, is on the other line. Uh, Dan, good afternoon and welcome to Lunchtime Live. Hi, how's it going? Thank you. Dan, do you have one of these so-called dodgy boxes? I do, I do, I do. Um, I was listening to what everyone was saying there, and, and everyone is making a valid point. But I'm coming from, uh, I suppose, one point of view of where I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have a job, but I make a wage where it's kind of check to check. I have to support a family, to run a car, and the prices of... Um, Sorry, I, d- I don't know what's happened to your phone there, uh, Dan, but you've gone way offline. What? All in TV. Sorry, Dan, I'm going to have to get the lads to uh, call you back because the... Something really mad's after happening to your phone line. Um, we've a lot more calls on this uh, coming up in just a moment. If you want to uh, throw your tuppence worth in, uh, 87 106 is our number. A couple of your messages. You can't even get people to pay for a TV licence, never mind subscriptions. The cheaper option wins every time. And another message says, if these activities are illegal, why are the providers not shut down, asks uh, Shane in Selbridge. Well, Shane, believe it or not, that's how this conversation started today, because... Uh, today in the papers, we saw a case of a Dublin man who sold Android boxes, allowing cheap access to thousands of channels, being sentenced, oh, to only 240 hours of community service. Now, he did get sentenced, but it's not the most severe sentence I've ever heard. But anyway, yes, they are. the authorities are going after the uh, providers. It's just tracking the providers down and making it... Um, uh, making it not worthwhile for them. 240 hours of community service sounds like a slap on the wrist, to be honest. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. Now we're talking about so called dodgy boxes, which are being used very widely here in Ireland. They are illegal. You are streaming uh, products that that you don't have the right to stream. Uh, You are watching products that you should be paying for. Uh, Yet none of us seem to have an issue with the illegality of it. We seem to turn a blind eye to it. We seem to see it as some sort of a Robin Hood crime. Um, But they are uh, illegal. You know they are. I know they are. But people still do it every day. Why is that? That's what we're trying to uh, find out. Um, 
Adrian, to watch football, you need Sky Sports, BT Sport, Amazon Prime, three subscriptions in total. It's impossible for people on social welfare, pensioners and lower paid workers. Even what uh, Sky charged small rural pubs is uh, disgusting. The argument again about the about Sky charging uh, more higher rates for commercial use. People literally go to the pub to watch the football match. So somebody has to get paid for that. No. Um, if the subscription fees were as low as the dodgy boxes, then that would sort the problem out. But it's absolutely impossible for these subscriptions to be as low as what fifty euros a year or a hundred euros a year that some of these services are charging a tenner a month. Just couldn't happen. Uh, I feel so sorry for the footballers taking a hit because of these dodgy boxes. They're only on about 300,000 a week, says Mike. And then one final message. Hi, the justification your callers are making uh, for stealing TV was high subscription prices. This is not a justification at all. I like Mercedes cars. I can't afford one, so I don't go and steal one just because they're expensive. That's what dodgy box users effectively do. High prices do not justify stealing. Now, I was talking to Dan a moment ago, and um, Dan, uh, your line went very strange there. Um, You were explaining why you have a dodgy box because of the cost of living and and the price of, um, of services. The argument that I heard from that message I just read out from Patrick was he likes Mercedes cars, he can't afford one, but he doesn't go and steal one. Yeah, look, I completely understand it. It's, it's a valid point, but it's kind of just one of those things that you're kind of willing to take the chance. Like, personally, and this is, just, I'm not speaking for everybody, but I don't, I really don't know anyone, anyone anymore that pays for um, TV from the, the, the big service providers. I really don't. Um, everybody seems to be just will, willing to take the chance because nothing seems to be really happening over it. And uh, for me personally, like I said, just me personally, I could never afford um, all the subscriptions that you would need to pay for to uh, to watch all the sports. And I'm fortunate enough to work, so I don't have time every weekend. No, but the argument is, and I, I, I do understand what you're saying, and in fact the message that I read out a moment ago was saying the same thing. Uh, you, you know, to watch football... Uh, it used to be the case you just needed Sky Sports. Now you need BT Sports and Amazon Prime and all sorts of other uh, subscription services. But the argument is, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. Well, that's not really fair. Like just so, just because we can't afford it, we can't enjoy sports or or pay per view. I, I, I completely understand. I'm not saying I'm not avoiding the point. You, it is breaking the law. But like I said, it's just no, but, it, it, but, but it, if I use the Mercedes an, uh, analogy. Um, you can't afford all of the subscriptions and you're not alone. There's loads of people who, who can't afford uh, to pay all of these subscription services. So what you're doing and what others are doing is you're you're robbing it. Uh, like, I, like I said, I don't, I don't personally kind of see it that way. I'm, I, I don't turn on my TV and uh, sit down and put on the football and say, whoa, I'm feeling now. Uh, it's, just, it's just one of those things. Um, I suppose it's... Uh, we don't view it as serious, I suppose. No, and, and this is the point that I was making, and we've heard, uh, we've heard people in the movie industry, uh, we've heard people from uh, copyright uh, industry all explaining the illegality of it. But uh, and, uh, by the way, you're not alone here. Can I, can I, can yeah, I just say this, though? Can I just say this, though? Okay, if, we go down, if everyone goes down the route of what you're saying, people that can't afford to watch um, 
can't, people can't afford to pay for the subscriptions, so uh, they can't go to the pubs or anything. They can't afford to do it. Then uh, would would they would the people provide these services take a financial hit? Then? Are you talking about Sky and the likes? Yeah, yeah. You see, the reality of it is that if everybody was to go for these illegal streaming services, Sky don't get one red cent out of that. They get nothing out of that. So the more people that are using the illegal streaming, the less money Sky are getting. But I understand that. But it, it, with, if Sky seems to have nothing to tackle these problems. I know I, hear, I see on the news every now and again, you see these servers are shut down, police do these operations, people are raided, people can go before the court. Um, but it doesn't seem to be doing in, from what I can see it doesn't seem to be affecting the services at all if, if anything they're getting bigger there's more people advertising for dodgy boxes than ever would Sky not see this or, you, or Virgin Media see this and say here right, we have to do we, the, the cops don't seem to be doing that okay so you, you, your suggestion is that if if, the, lower the prices. If, if the likes of Sky lower their prices then less people will be inclined to go for this for that option Yes, that mm. that would be that would be my opinion. Right. Because more than likely, a lot of the people to run these fire sticks are more than likely getting their internet from the sky anyway. You need internet to run these services, so more than likely they're they're buying their internet from sky, just not their TV. Mm. All right, good to talk to you, Dan. Thanks very much indeed. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan, weekdays at midday on News Talk.